message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Did you come with your Bible this morning? Did you come with your Bible? You know I trust you. I'm just doing a check. I'm just doing a check. Let me see your Bible. <laughs> Let me see your Bible. Say, this is my Bible. In this Bible is God's instructions. Today, I am open to receive. My life will never be the same again. Open with me to three quick openings. Galatians chapter 5. Put something there. John 13. And then 1 John chapter number 4. Galatians 5, I'll be reading verse 22 to 23. John 13, I'll be reading 34 to 35. And 1 John 4, I'll be reading from verse 7 to 8. Glory to God. I want you to know that God is for you. Somebody say, God is for me. Hallelujah. Galatians 5.22, I read that first. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Somebody say love. love. Somebody say love. love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. My emphasis is on the first part. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give to you. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this. This singular act. Loving one another just as I have loved you. By this singular act. Everybody. Will know. That you are. My disciples. If. If. You have love. For one another. First John 4, 7. Beloved or beloved, let us, somebody say us. Somebody say us. Tell your neighbor he's talking about you now. Let us, turn to the other and say he's talking about you now. Let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Ask your neighbor, do you know God? Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask that in the brevity of time that we have this morning, we ask that you take this bread of your word and break it and feed us and cause us to be filled truly till we hunger and thirst no more. We bind the forces of distractions 
We declare that our hearts are good grounds for your word. And we confess right now that this word will not be futile in our lives. It will bear fruit. 30, 60, and a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we are continuing with our Christian character and it looks like we are winding down. And today I'm talking about the fruit of love. The fruit of love. I beg us to go back to the first thing we talked about and begin to look at every one of them. We call them Christian character because these are the distinguishing features. These are the characters, the qualities that would differentiate between who is a Christian and who is not a Christian. A Christian is not one that owns a fat Bible. A Christian is not one that comes to church and cries when they are praying, lifting up holy hands. A Christian is anyone that exhibits these features, not just on Sundays, but on Mondays, on Tuesdays, on Wednesdays, on Thursdays, on Fridays, on Saturdays, and on Sunday. At home, in church, in Nigeria, abroad, in the village, anyone that has taken in these features and begins to exhibit them and bear them as fruit for our world to eat. That person is a Christian. Somebody say, I'm a Christian. And so today we are talking about love. The good thing about love is that if God has called you to be a member of this church and you are a member of this church, then you should have known by now, or I'm telling you right now, that this is our brand. You don't know? Then you are a visitor. Love is our brand. That is why you must take particular attention to the sermon today. Family Worship Center exists to love and worship God. To demonstrate God's transforming love to the saved and the unsaved man in order to make him an agent of that love. So we exist to love. And then the next thing is after we love God, then we now begin to demonstrate his transforming love to man. Someone say, I have the spirit in me, therefore I bear the fruit of love. And so what is love? Ooh, just now, six minutes has gone. <laughs> what is love? Generally, love is an intense feeling of deep affection. It's correct. Love is an intense feeling of deep affection. Love is great interest and pleasure in somebody. That is correct. Love is attachment and devotion to a person. That is very correct. All of these are definitions of love that you find in dictionaries all over the place. They are correct, but they are not complete. They are correct, but they are not complete. Where we read in Galatians 5 that says the fruit of the Spirit is love. The Greek word that was translated to love there is agape. In Nigeria, we call it agape. Agape is the love that was translated there. By the way, just for referencing, because English is limited, English can't find name for many things, so they just carry it and dump on many things. So you can see love, and the love may be different kinds of things. Originally, we have four major kinds of love. They have gone to eight now. But originally, we have four major kinds 
of love. So we have the eros, which is erotic love, sensual love, sexual love. That is not what this place is talking about. We have filial, love for brothers and friends. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. We have that one. It's good, but it's inadequate. Are you getting it? We have touch. It's the love of a father for their children. Family love is also inadequate. The love we're talking about is agape. It's unconditional. Self-sacrificing. Committed to the utmost good of another. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. That is the love we're talking about. This love came into being when God gave of himself to us. And when Jesus came and gave his all for us, that is the beginning of agape. Agape love is the love we are talking about. It's a steady intention of the will to another's highest good. You are committed to somebody else's highest good sacrificially. Sacrificially. With no intention for reward. Reward is not your intention. Did you get that? When God sent Jesus to die for us, what can you do for God? Tell me. You know, we, we say it nicely. I'm, I'm serving God. I'm increasing the kingdom. One wise person say, count it a privilege because stones can be commanded to do it. <laughs> you don't know. Stones will do it. Stones will do it. So agape love is that self-sacrificing commitment to show itself in seeking the highest good of the one they love. Self-sacrificing, caring, in seeking the highest good of the one you love. Take note of self-sacrificing. Take note of commitment. Take note of highest good. That is agape love. This love is only sourced in God. Did you get that? And that is why it began with the fruit of the Spirit. This love can only be exhibited by people who have the Spirit of God. It is when you have the Spirit of God and you allow the Spirit of God to walk in you, that is when you produce this fruit of agape love. And that is what God is calling Family Worship Center to exhibit, agape love. I want you to know that God will not call us to do what he has not empowered us to do. The Bible says his love has been shared abroad in our hearts so that we too can share that love abroad on behalf of others. What are the attributes of this agape love? The place to find it is 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 1 to about 8a. From verse 1 to 3, the apostle Paul began to talk to the Corinthian church about the preeminence of love. They were boasting in their gifts. And he says, no, gifts are good, but there's something better. And so he told them that if you exercise your gift without love, it is nothing. So love is superior to gift. 
And then he began from verse 4 to 8a, he began to talk about the acts of love, the attributes of love. That is where we want to look at quickly before we look at a few people who demonstrated these kinds of love so that we can go and begin to demonstrate it. So in 1 Corinthians 13, from verse 1 to 8a, can we look at it quickly? Can we look at it quickly? Though I speak with the tongues of men, and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbals. So even if I talk tongues, without love, it's rubbish, it's noise. That gift of tongue must come from the womb of love. Go to the next one. And do I have the gift of prophecies? I can look at you and say, your phone number is this. This morning, you wore black shoes, removed it, and wore red before you came to church. If that is not propelled from the womb of love, it's rubbish. The preeminence of love. And understand all mysteries and knowledge. And though I have all faith, I can tell this building now, this family worship center building, I want you in Garki, and then the team moves from here and appears in Garki. He says, even if you do all of that, if it is not propelled from the heart of love, it's rubbish. Go on. And do I bestow all goods to feed the poor? And do I give my body to be burned, but have not love? It profits me nothing. So you see people who go about, they call them philanthropists. But it's not from the womb of love. It's rubbish. It's not recorded anywhere. We are the only ones clapping. Because if it is not done out of love, it is nothing. So go on now. Love suffers long and is kind. The suffers long there means patient. Patient. So, so somebody say love is patient. So I want you to start checking now. We are checking now. Are you patient? Don't, don't answer. Don't, just keep straight. Just look at me. Don't look to your neighbor. Are you patient? And kind. Are you kind? Love does not envy. Do you envy? Love does not parade itself. Ostentatious living, showmanship, it's not puffed up, arrogant, haughty. You have achieved law, you have a DDD, a VDD, PDP, SDP, ARC. You want the world to know? Love doesn't do that. Does not behave rudely, love has good manners. Does not seek its own, love does not insist. I am right, I am right, I know it all, it's my turn. Does not do a milocon. <laughs> you know what I mean. Love is not provoked. Love has capacity and room for people's faults and shortcomings. Because people are people. They are on their way to getting better. They are not there yet. So love makes room for people. Love thinks no evil. Love is not thinking ill about another person. And love does not rejoice when it goes bad for another person, even if they cursed it. You know in church, I hear people say, mm -hmm, they deserve it. That is not love. That is not love. Even if they made mistake, even if they go against what we teach them here and they fall into sin, you cannot rejoice over their falling. 
but rejoices in the truth. When they do right, when they get the word right, we rejoice with them. Bears all things. Bears all things. This bears all things means you are willing to cover them protectively. You don't expose their weaknesses. That's what it means. Believes all things. Love is not suspicious. You know that, brother. Anytime he begins to come like that and he's greeting you every day, just know, after five greetings, get ready. <laughs> Love is not suspicious. Love endures all things. Love stays with you when times are rough. Love does not abandon in stormy weathers. And so, these are the attributes of love. When you check all of these and you begin to grow in them, you are growing in agape love. So these are the attributes. And as a church, this is what God is calling us to. And he has given us the empowerment, the Holy Spirit. Somebody say, I have been empowered to love like God. And so in the Bible, you see people who loved like this. Of course, you know that God is the Baba. He told us, I will never leave you, nor forsake you, so that you can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. He didn't say, I will be with you when you behave well. And when you don't behave well, I will stay on my own. No, no, that is love, unconditional, unconditional. The same love that made us his children. But you know the ultimate love, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world. Can you see that love? Let it expand your heart now. He didn't say for God so loved Christians. He didn't say for God so loved Family Worship Center. He didn't say for God so loved Igala people. Why are you jealous? He didn't say. <laughs> he didn't say for God so loved Nigerians. For God so loved the world. A lot of the people you hate and dislike, God loves them. And you better go to the side of God. And so let's look at a few of them. Joseph. Joseph. Even though the concept of agape was not revealed in the Old Testament, some people walked in it. Joseph. Here was a 17-year-old young man. Who God gave a dream, gave a vision. And out of excitement, thinking that he had a family, spoke to them and they turned on him. Wanted to kill him. Got a better idea. Why kill him if we can make money off him? And so they sold him into slavery. And then he suffered. About 13 years later, here comes the day of reckoning. They are right in his porch. That was time to show them Shege. Agape, committed to another person's good, their highest good. They were already hungry. Food shortage was hitting them. He has the food. He has the power. He has the authority. He was the king. He can say anything. And Pharaoh says, it's done. They themselves say, Kai, we are in trouble. He said, no. You thought you did me evil. What you didn't know is that God sent me ahead to preserve you. 
Agape love will make excuses for people who hurt them. Agape love. The same thing Jesus did. Hanging down the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't mean it. It's ignorance that is pushing them. What is he doing? He made excuses for people who were hurting him. This agape love is teaching us to stop imputing guilt into people's account, but to credit them with good intention or ignorance. Joseph showed that. The Bible says he wept with them. He kissed them. And he says, no, you are not going to remain there. Your highest good is to come here. And when you come here, your highest good is that I will give you a place called Goshen. And they came. And he gave them the best. Instead of showing them Shege, he blessed them. Somebody say, I will do like Joseph. Ah, time. Another person is David and Jonathan. But I would rather focus on Jonathan. I would rather focus on Jonathan. Jonathan was the son of the king. You ask me now, Jonathan was the Prince Charles of that time. 1 Samuel 18, 2 Samuel 19, 2 Samuel 1, 26. Jonathan was heir apparent. Anything happens to the king, he is next in line. But here comes a friend. He saw the grace on him and he was willing to sacrifice his own office for the ultimate good of this brother. Sacrifice. He was willing to throw away everything for the ultimate good of this brother. The Bible says he so loved him. Their heart was knit together. And when he discovered that his father was trying to kill the boy, he went and leaked it to the boy. I said, my father is now becoming jealous. He wants to kill you. But this is what I'll do. Let us not be in a hurry to conclude. I'll go and check and see his body language and see how he behaves. If I confirm that he still wants to kill you and he's insisting on killing you, I will tell you. The father called him one day and said, you are a fool. You are picking this boy over yourself? Is something wrong with you? Don't you know you are a prince? Don't you know this kingdom is for you? Why are you choosing this nobody? Why are you loving this nobody in the first place? Can't you see the king, the children of the kings of these other places to befriend? This boy from the bush? Agape love can come down and love all humanity. Agape love is willing to take anybody and give them the same opportunity. Agape love is willing to let people enjoy what they are enjoying no matter where they are. Somebody say amen. amen. Jonathan. Jonathan showed love. Who else showed love? Esther. Esther 3, 8 to 10, 4, 15 to 16. Esther. Esther. How is it agape love? I'll let you know. I want you to know that when Esther did what she did, she was already a queen. She was not trying to be a queen. You see, what we do is that when we are doing campaigns for elections, we do all kinds of things. So that people can vote us. When we get there, we lock our doors. She was not campaigning to be a queen. She was already a queen. And then the uncle came and said, this is what is happening. If you don't do something, we will all 
perish. But for your information, you may think you are safe, but you are not safe. A lot of people think that that was what motivated Esther. That was not it. No, it was not the fear that something will happen to her. No, she was already safe as the queen. It was the love for her uncle and her people. The love for her uncle and her people that made her to sacrifice. Because she said, if I perish, let the wars happen. But the love for my people. I came to challenge every man here this morning. Especially those of you that God has lifted to exalted offices. That office is for you to show agape love to humanity. Don't say I am immune. Nothing can happen to me in this office. The dollar, let it be 20,000. It doesn't bother me. Sacrifice for people. That is agape love. Agape love. You sacrifice for people. Self-sacrifice. What if she was killed? What if the king said, oh, you can no longer be my wife? She did not think of any of that. For the highest good of others. Is somebody getting it this morning? For the highest good of others. Sacrifice your office, your pecs for other people's good. And what you don't know is that you will not lose it. The Bible says anyone who is willing to lose their life for his sake will not lose it. The woman with the alabaster box. The Bible says in Luke that because she was forgiving much, she loved much and she showed her love by what she gave. Every day, people come here and preach us and preach us and preach us into giving. They have to look for things to tell us to give. Agape love gives because they have been forgiven. We have been forgiven. That is why I said, as I have loved you, you love one another. You know that the money you give here is not going to heaven. Don't you know? That's the money that is paying school fees. That's the money that is putting this light on. That's the money that is paying for missionaries all over the place. That's the money that is paying school fees for other people. That's the OGS for somebody's hospital bill. So it's not going to heaven. It's used here. As you have been given, you give. As you have been forgiven, you give. The Bible says this woman took one year's wage, a whole year's salary, and poured it on Jesus. Why? Because she received much. She gave much. Another person is Dorcas. You know her as Tabitha. Acts 9, 36, 43. She lived in the city of Joppa. That place right now is around Tel Aviv in Israel. They say she was known for her good works to the poor. She takes her own resources and deliberately sits down and sacrifices her time and her resources for the poor. Agape love will always consider the plight of the poor. You don't look at them and throw away your face. You do what you can do to be a blessing. She makes clothes for them. She gives them goods. And the Bible says when something happened to her, they cried. They cried. And when they cried, they heard that the man of God was in the neighboring city. And they sent for Peter to come. And when Peter came, Peter saw what she had done for the people. And of course, she was raised from the dead. Agape love 
Why the poor? A lot of us don't want to do anything for the poor. Because truly, truly, they can't repay you. And we love, we are very, very investment-minded. Anywhere there is no return. <laughs> and we need to balance it. We need to balance it. God gave you so that you can spread it. Did you hear that? God gave you so that you can spread it. Let me tell you the truth. Not everybody has the capacity to get wealth. Are you getting it? Let me, it's a secret now, I'm telling you. Not everybody has the capacity to make money, sustain the making of money, and multiply the making of money. So those that have the grace, God allows them the grace so that when they have it, they share with those who don't have the grace. So the Bible says in Acts, a proper church, those who have will bring and share with those who don't have, and everybody will have. It is called agape love. So we must remember the poor in our midst. Last week we said, do good. And it says, especially to the household of faith. But our ultimate example of love for us, somebody who walked on the face of the earth, is Jesus, our Savior. Jesus, our Savior. Standing at the tomb of Lazarus, the Bible says he wept. And when they saw him weeping, they said, see, Oh, how he loved him. He's a lover of our soul. Jesus. The widow of Nain's only son. He raised him to life. And when he came to dine for us, listen carefully. Self-sacrificing. Caring for the highest goal of another. In the garden of Gethsemane. It dawned on him, finally, that this is not going to be easy. You don't know. Some of you, when you read about Jesus, you just say it's Jesus. He was Jesus God, but he was also 100% man. In theology, we call it hypostatic union. He was both man and God at the same time. So at this time, his manliness came. Yes, I am the one that came to die for these people. Yes, they deserve it. But man, can I go through this thing? And the Bible says he prayed. And while he was praying, he generated so much heat that his blood vessels began to collapse. Water was mixing with blood and was dropping as blood. And three times he said, Father, although I am willing, is it possible for you to take this away from me? He said, no, don't worry. Nevertheless, not my will. Let your will, your will of agape love for these people, let it come to pass. Let it come to pass. Jesus is our ultimate example of agape love. Family Worship Center, I came to challenge us this morning. This will continue next week. We can't finish it today. Love is heavy. It's our brand. So I just opened up a few things today. We'll continue next week. God is calling us to the place of love. Love indeed, not in words. Love indeed, not in words. I love you, I love you, I love you. Are you willing to sacrifice for me? Can you spare me one hour of your precious time? Can you spare me 50 naira from your 100 naira? 
Can you help me watch my child while I run to the market? Can you teach my children mathematics since you are good in mathematics? Something good for another, for the highest good of another. Agape love. That is what God has called us to do. The good news is this. He has given us the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will empower us. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise this morning. By this, all men will know that you are my disciple if you have love one for another. By this, I wish you would say, by praying in tongues. I wish you would say, by giving. Already he told you that if you give without love. By this, love, agape love, all men will know that you are my disciple. I want us to pray for ourselves. Pray for yourselves. Father, walk in me. You have given me the Holy Spirit already. Holy Spirit, I yield to you. I yield to you. I yield to you. This is about me. You have invested your Holy Spirit in me. It will not be a waste. I will love the agape way. I will love sacrificially for my fellow man. For my fellow man. Not based on any kind of judgment. Not based on labels. I will love them because you have first loved me. I will love them because your love has been shared abroad in my heart. Love. Love. Some of us have difficult people around us. Difficult husbands. Difficult wives. Difficult siblings. I want you to appropriate grace because it will change today. From here, you are going to call your siblings. From here, you are going to sit down with your wife. From here, you are going to sit down with your boss. You are going to say, I love you, and you are going to mean it. Receive the grace. Some family members that are not talking, brothers and sisters not talking, don't you know that you didn't choose yourself? God is the one that chooses those who will be siblings. Not you. Not you. You will make up today. You make up today. Listen to me, a husband. You are here. God sent me to you. Husband, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. It is not an instruction. It was a commandment. God says for you to love your wife. So you will forgive her today. Or you will start by sitting down and talking today. Wife, hear me. I know he has misbehaved many times. But today you will sit down and talk and forgive. We are Christians. We have the Holy Spirit. He is not suggesting to us, by this, all men will know. All men will know. All men will know. A husband will say, okay, I don't love her anymore. That is okay. I'm not arguing with you. You don't love her anymore, right? Okay, what if she moves from your house, moves out of your house, and moves, let's say your house is number 10, and she moves out of your house because you say she should go, and she moves to number 11. She becomes your neighbor. What did God say? Okay, let us assume that. Okay, you say, well, if she like, let her be my neighbor. I don't like her. I hate her. She's now my enemy. Good. I am not arguing with you. It's okay for her to be your enemy. What did God say about enemies? This is the indeed of all the commandments. Where we read says, a new commandment. That means there was an old 
commandment. The old commandment was the great commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor. That was the old. Then he came and said, forget about the old. There is a new one. The new one has swallowed up the old. Because in the new one is the old one. You cannot love God that you don't see. If you cannot love men, you can't love God that you don't see. If you cannot love men, that you see. You cannot tell me you love God if you cannot love your wife that is on the same bed with you. You cannot tell me that you love God if you cannot love your husband that is on the same bed with you. You cannot say you love God that you can't see. When the human beings you are seeing, you can't love. This is the ultimate. This is it. This is Christianity. This is it. Forget about what the scriptures, Genesis to Revelation. The whole Christianity is summed up here. This is Christianity. Love for God is love. This message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Yeah.